by the powers of the spirits of the East, who bring light, humor, and clarity, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the South, who bring protection, passion, and courage, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the West, who bring harmony, strength, and healing, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the North, who bring abundance, growth, and peace, we call to the witches. Desert Jen and Obsidian Musette Sage, here to share our knowledge with you on all things witchcraft. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Crones of the Wild Wastelands. Greetings, all. This is Desert Chen, back on the airwaves with Season 2, Episode 1, after a long absence. Most of you may not know why we were off the air for so long. Major force behind this podcast, Obsidian Musette, crossed the veil in early May. She was on vacation with her husband in Kansas, looking for a new home. Their fortunes had changed, and for the first time in their 25-plus year marriage, money was not going to be an obstacle. Towards the end of the trip, she got up in the morning, went to the bathroom, collapsed, and was gone. Two months later, her husband joined her. Two miraculous, caring, and giving human beings I miss so much. They leave behind two daughters I feel for greatly. Although adults, they are far too young to have lost both parents in such a short time. Professionally, replacing Obsidia has not been an easy task. Not many people want to volunteer their time to this podcast as there is less than zero income. Most, I had just dedicated myself to my first goddess. Note newbies out there. So it takes some of us 20 years to find our goddess. Just about that time, two co-hosts popped up and volunteered. Surprisingly, all three of us have dedicated ourselves to Hecate, have known both for quite a long time. Amethyst Wolf, who you will meet today, is a youngster, millennial, whose youth and vibrance I hope you will enjoy as much as I do. The other co-host, Lady Sonica, Cannot appear on the airwaves right now, but will soon. Our main website, PagansWildWasteland.com, is where you can read a couple of her articles on the blog. She is currently working on a series outlining the ways to start a coven in her tradition. Lady Sonica, like myself, is a crone, but unlike me, is a lifelong hereditary rich and a high priestess. Not only has she been my friend for close to 20 years, she is my mentor. We may not agree on all things of the path, but we do respect and honor each other. Lady Sonica will become our oracle with the episode Tarot Draw when she joins Amethyst and myself. As I said earlier, today you will meet Amethyst Wolf as the new co-host. Amethyst is an enterprising young person, and at one point, point, we were members of the same circle here in the Nevada wasteland. So let's get started. Amethyst, tell us a little about yourself. Thanks, Jen, um, for introducing me. 
Um, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to take on this role of co-host. Um, podcast has been something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. Um, so when this opportunity arose, I decided to jump on it and um, see where it leads me. Um, so as Desert Jen did say, um, I am a young witch, um, but very knowledgeable. Um, I am very, um, very dedicated to my craft and my path as well. It's something that I take wholeheartedly on a day-to-day -day basis, just because I feel like it's important not only for myself, but also for those that are in the same age group, if not older or if not younger as well. All right. How did you come to discover your craft or path? Um, so that's a funny story is I had a friend in greenhouse class, actually in high school. Um, she was reading a book. Um, I believe it was called Where to Park Your Broomstick. It was very beginner friendly. Um, but I saw that she had it one day and I was like, ooh, what's this? I picked it up. She was like, if you want to borrow it, you can. So I took it home, hid it from my Catholic parents, and the rest is history. Um, all right. I basically stayed in my stayed in my bedroom all night, read it cover to cover. I probably even forgot to eat. Not sure. Um, but yeah, just kind of fell in love with it and kind of wanted anything and everything that I could get my hands on. Um, so yeah, the rest is history. Cool. How did you know it was the craft for you? How did you how did you realize this was how you wanted to live your life? So I've always had a reverence for nature. I feel like nature is very important, even though I live in a cement wall building. Um, I feel like it's very important to still kind of embrace that nature and like give that reverence to nature. So having that reverence for nature, as well as a belief in duality um, of like a goddess and a god, instead of just a god as was very important to me. Um, so I felt like this was the path that I needed to be on because it includes both of those. It wasn't just one. It wasn't just the other. It was both duality of a goddess and a god, as well as that reverence for nature as well as meeting like-minded individuals, I kind of felt like I was coming home. Like I felt like I was at home when I was around these other individuals that kind of shared the same beliefs, but was also different. It's surprising how once you discover the path, you, you find out, hey, why didn't I find this sooner? Definitely, yep. How, how do you get knowledge about your path? Um, so when I first started with my craft or my path, um, I researched anything I could get my hands on, whether it was from the internet, if it was from books. Um, and then I later on joined a couple groups that I grasped some knowledge from. I kind of left some because it just wasn't resonating with me. And then the stuff that was resonating with me, I kind of took it in, made it my own, and just kind of went from there. Would you say that your path has changed since you first started? Oh, definitely. Um, so when I first started, I definitely identified more of a, as a green witch, but now I identify more as a gray witch, um, just because I feel like that's my true calling. I feel like that's something that resonates very well with me. Could you explain to, to our listeners what a gray witch is? Oh, absolutely. Um, so a gray witch is a witch that embraces both light as well as dark, not necessarily like just 
casting all hexes and evil things to um, to do harm. It's more of a balance because without light, you can't have darkness and vice versa, as well as if you can't heal, you can't curse. So I feel like that is truly important to me, um, just as much as like the polarity between male and female or the polarity of God and goddess. Um, it's definitely just more of a balancing for myself. Now, there are witches out there that um, will not be, consider themselves a gray witch, and that's totally fine. Everyone's path is their own. Um, just for me, it just makes perfect sense to classify as a gray witch because that's the kind of path that I want to take. You know, and to me, that that's the reason why many of us go to this path is because we can go down whatever road we feel is right. There's no Bible that we have to follow. There's no strict rule saying you have to do this, you have to do that. You do what makes you comfortable. I, that's one of the things I just love about the path, the craft. Well, and also, I also feel like a lot of people kind of go down a path. And then if it's not for them, they can always just back up and be like, okay, that I tried that. It wasn't for me. I'm going to go this way. And then they continue on that way. It's kind of like the branches on a tree. I feel like it's very important to kind of um, learn all aspects so that way you know, like, hey, this is the path I want to take, but th that is not the path. Uh, I, th I I agree with you 100%. I started out Wicca. Um the the ritual things like that was too much for me so you know i backed away and i started down another path and it's basically a path that i've created for myself another reason yep. why i really like the path gotcha mm -hmm. do you have interest in covens or are you solitary um so when i first started i was solitary and then i later progressed to a group and then i pro um, progressed to a bigger group and currently I am both solitary as well as participate in a, in a coven, just because I feel like it's important to have your own solitary path, but also kind of bring that knowledge and put it into a coven setting where you feel at home, where you feel with like you're with family, but also don't, you can always take that knowledge of being in a coven and put it into your solitary practice as well. So I would say I I'm like a little that. bit of both. <laughs> I like that. Okay. What is your life like? Um, so when I'm not working my nine to five job, well, more like 12 to 930, um, I'm all I'm crafting. That's what I love to do. I love making um jewelry. I love recently I've started making shirts as well as banners. Um, so I'm always very hands-on, very I always have to be doing something instead of just relaxing around the house. Don't get me wrong. I love doing that. I love just curling up on the bed with a book, reading. But I, I'm a more hands-on person. It's just something that helps me with my mental, um, my mental space, um, to kind of get me through the day. Surprising how crafts can do that for you. What are your goals, including your craft or path? Um, so my goals are to open up a occult shop. Um, which I'm actually in the process of doing that. Um, and I also have goals of writing books, if not just one book, I want to write multiple on the craft itself, just to kind of make a name for myself in this community, because I feel like it's important to kind of um, overstep boundaries and kind of push them to where 
you feel like you couldn't have achieved, but anything is possible in this world. So I feel like that's important, not only for myself, but for younger individuals or just people in this community that feel like they don't belong. I feel like it's important to overstep. You know, all the people that I have met in the craft, um, you're one, I believe, can do that. Have you met anyone special along your path? Oh, absolutely. Um, I have met so many special people. Desert Jen being one of them. Um, I've known her for years. My current high priestess, I've known for years as well. Um, and I've also met people that I never would have thought I would have met. Some being like aspiring authors, some that are authors that are huge names in this community. I've met them physically oh, as wow. well as over social media. Uh -huh. um, so hopefully I can actually maybe bring them on as guests and kind of give some lectures. I would love that to tell you the truth. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Is there anything that you have a specific um, craft related interest in like tarot, runes, seagulls, crafting, etc.? Um, so currently I'm obsessed with sigils. I just feel like it's a cool way to kind of incorporate your spiritual path or magical path, witchy path, whatever you want to call it, into your everyday life. Whether it's like just making a sigil and putting it on a piece of paper and just you knowing it's there and knowing what it means, but nobody else does. I feel like sigils are so important. It could range anywhere from like protection to wealth to good fortune. Um, so sigils are very important to me, especially in my work. Um, everything that I create, I kind of put a little sigil on it just to kind of leave my mark or stamp um, before I send it off. Hey, that's cool. I like that. Um, what's one thing that the listeners slash audience should know about you? Um, so one thing that they should know about me is that I'm very, I'm very stubborn. Um, I feel like I have overcome so much in my lifetime, even though I'm still kind of young. I feel like I've overcome so much that I don't abide by like regulations. I don't abide by rules as much as I should. But I also think that that has benefited me, benefited me because I have gotten to do things that I never would have thought that I would have been able to do if I wouldn't have been stubborn. You know, I, I, stubbornness, I think, is something that's common among most witches. I've yet to meet one that wasn't stubborn, including myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, is, there, is there anything you regret in your craft or path? Um, so one thing that I honestly regret is having patience um, because honestly, patience makes the witch. I feel like it's very important when you're first starting out to kind of take it slow because when I first started, I feel like it was kind of rushing everything and everyone to kind of get where like, okay, like I want to start a coven. I do this, I want to do that. When in reality, I was not ready at all um just because i feel like i was still very immature i still had no basic knowledge of the craft because like where i am today compared to back then i am like light years further than what i used to be yeah so patience, definitely patience I, I, I understand that that's the reason our first spells usually fizzle is there anything else that you would like everybody to know about you before we close this out? Um, not that I can think of. I mean, I'm kind of a very shy and reserved person. 
until I kind of open up and kind of do this a lot more. Um, so I think this would be a good stopping point just because I feel like it kind of leaves a mystery behind me to where the audience <laughs> is going to want more. So I kind of feel like we should leave it here. Okay, that sounds good. Well, since we're leaving it here, let's call it a wrap for Season 2, Episode 1 of The Crones of the Wild Wasteland. Come back for Episode 2 on Monday, November 14th, when Amethyst and I discuss our favorite authors. If there is a subject you would like to have our take on, leave us a comment. Until then, stay warm, stay safe, and stay weird. Join Desert Jen and Obsidia Musette Sage next time on Crones of the Wild Wasteland as we chronicle the ways of the witches. Care for yourselves and one another. Keep the strengths of the witches close to your heart and spirit. By the powers of the north, west, south, and east, we bid you hail and farewell. <laughs>